Welcome to the EAT podcast. This is episode number 20. Russ, it seems like you got a friend with you tonight. Who you got over there, buddy? <laughs> My son was playing around with PJ Masks. Got a little uh, little friend over there. That's pretty good. And you have a little friend as well. <laughs> Partaking in the uh, the land shark tonight. Liquid kind. Oh yeah, uh, definitely one of my go to go to beers for the summer, as that's uh, coming to an end now. Pumpkin beers galore, buddy. Get ready. Uh, Pumpkin spice good. lattes and fucking disgusting. Pumpkin muffins and donuts and you name it, everything is going to be spitting out pumpkin for the next. I never uh, turned down a fucking donut, and I'll fucking throw a <laughs> pumpkin donut in the trash. <laughs> I don't know so, what it was. I used to love pumpkin, and a couple of years ago, sub. So I don't know. I think it's sick or anything. I just, I fucking hate pumpkin now. So I think it had to do with everyone doing pumpkin everything. Where no matter if you went into a Starbucks, you had pumpkin this and pumpkin that. You walked into supermarket and everything was pumpkin flavored you know bagels and chips and you name it everything was pumpkin flavored and it just it was overkill i mean the beers itself the the drinks it's it's enough i'm sure now they make fucking pumpkin spice edible panties who the fuck knows (laughs) you almost got me there i gotta tell you (laughs) i can't do pumpkin anymore keep, keep it away from me yeah it's uh it's 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 you know it is what pumpkin it is. pie. I used to love pumpkin pie. Eh? Nah, I just can't do it. I think the attraction with pumpkin being so great was it was only around for a short period of time and then it exploded. And now yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the whole changing. Even now, like I love Oktoberfest beers and Sam October, Shiner Oktoberfest, and just I, I like the Marsden style lagers. Yep. But I still don't want it now. I want it to be like sixty degrees in the hoodie. To, you know, I still Plans. want it. Still want a red stripe right now or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a big show planned for tonight. We're going to do our NFL uh, predictions. We're going to go through our division winners, any surprises, any surprises, uh, Super Bowl teams, playoff teams, who our winners are going to be. I know uh, you're a big Colts fan. Myself, I'm just uh, a football fan in general. I kind of became a little uh, soured with the whole NFL thing, but that's just my opinion with what's been going on with them lately. I don't want to get into the politics, as you know, but just some of the I think politics and sports shouldn't mix. That's always been my opinion. And when your league, whether you're baseball, football, or whoever starts taking a political stance, it kind of turns me off as a fan. But that's just me. I hear you. I think it's too late for that, though. I don't really give at this point. I I, just, I block all that all, all the stuff and just enjoy. Listen, it is what it is. Uh, you know, sports are my release to relax and do stuff and listen. Whatever. I'll still watch. All right, so let's get into our current events. We got a couple of couple of big topics here. Uh, one that we've handled for numerous shows now is finally uh, coming to a conclusion, I would think. But uh, Britney Spears is now dad free, or about to be dad free, and yep. uh, she announced that she finally got it proposed to and is now engaged to her uh, longtime boyfriend. Yeah, she. Uh... It's been kind of wild on Twitter. I, I don't know. It's, definitely looks like a nutcase to me. Posting <laughs> almost every day a picture of her holding her tits in her hand. And I'll be honest with you, you know, as a sixteen-year-old boy, there might have been a few uh, sticky pages in the teen the Teen Choice magazine. <laughs> but uh, nowadays, uh, I don't know. She uh, 
definitely looked like a, a nut job with it. But either way, I guess uh, she got her way, and it's probably you know better just. But uh, now she can be free to do what she wants, and I guess the saga is over. So. Hey, I uh, I told you my story. Uh, front row, Britney Spears back in Worcester, Mass, back in like uh, you know circa. I don't know, 2001. <laughs> even, it's probably even before that. It's probably <laughs> totally 99, 90, whatever it is. Like I said, it's, yeah, I loved her when I was, you know, you're talking shit. You're talking probably 20 years ago, you know, going home and watching her on TRL. And, you know, she was up there with every, I think everybody had, didn't have a crush on her when she came yeah. out. You know, that's you know, that schoolgirl video, yeah. Teenage boys battled with fantasies of them, her, and Christina Aguilera together. Yeah, that was uh that was big back then. I I have to admit the schoolgirl outfit, the baby hit me one more time. I mean the that was back in uh Man, that's, the stuff, that's the stuff we listened to, to in our first car when nobody was around, <laughs> along with the Backstreet Boys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit it to anyone. You did that too? <laughs> Listen, there isn't a person alive that didn't fucking do that, all right? Anybody, tells you, they, anybody that tells you they didn't is lying. <laughs> listen, the amount, the things that people listen to in their cars when nobody's around would surprise the hell out of you. Oh, I will not admit to any of that. I, I agree. I'll, I'll agree with that statement, that, but I'm not admitting to what a, I listen that to. Would sure. be a, that would be a bad topic. <laughs> what do you listen to you're in your car when nobody's around? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely listened to Christmas music in July just because I'm something strange. Yeah, I would say... Uh, 90s R&B has come across my uh, my Spotify lately. It well, <laughs> I'm talking more or less. Listen, if you listen to Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It, I'm not, not going to, you know, i probably sing along with you. I'm talking about the shit you listen to in your car that people, you know, that when you pull up at a red light, you have to lower it a little bit because you don't want the next car to hear what you're listening to. Like the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> don't be oh, like Yeah, that. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> So for anyone listening, I have this thing where I, I, I got to tell you, I, I haven't done it in a long time, but I, I got to re restart it. Um, so if we're in a bar and they have one of those jukeboxes that, you know, they're like the ones that hook up the internet that you put in the money and they can pick basically any, so any song on the face of the earth. When I have a few beers in me, I have to play Alvin and the Chipmunks, Christmas Don't Be Late. And just, just, <laughs> People in the bar, it'd be freaking like April. People like, what, what, what the fuck is happening? Yep. Um, I, I, where were we? Uh, it was Mary Carol's in, in Babylon, and I did that, but then I kept playing. I found like the most obscure, like Indian hits, like you know, the little ding 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 ding, ding <laughs> to the point where they shut off the jukebox and started playing like the house radio inside. Oh man. So, I do. There was a funny text exchange, and I hope it's real. I've seen it before, where uh, I guess a woman went out with her kid. A woman went out with her kids. I went out, went out to the bar, and uh, no, I didn't even. That wasn't even. That was set for something else. I didn't even bother oh. with that. I, uh, I, I got. I, I was just doing small stuff. I threw like fifty bucks on Sterling Shepard to have. Uh, over five catches. He had seven last week. Oh, and then just 50 bucks on uh, the, the Giants-Washington game to have more than three and a half field goals. 
tonight. Yeah, this is a field goal game without a doubt. So, um, the fuck was I saying? Uh, text message floating around. Oh, yeah. So basically, the wife's going out, and they, I guess, the, at the place they went to had an internet juice box that you could use your phone to. And the husband kept making Chumbawamba tub thumping references <laughs> to his wife. And then the wife realized that somebody in the fucking bar kept playing tub thumping by Chumbawamba over and over again. And her response is, wait a minute, are you fucking doing this? And so that's, that's, that's me. That's, you know, that's definitely something I would do. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely you. I miss that. <laughs> when you get old, you have kids and now you're, uh, you're doing a podcast on a random night as opposed to going to the bar on a random night. It's a Thursday night, too. <laughs> Pete, and Pong, Pete and Pong Threehers. We used to I go to a, all that. We used to go to a bar, and on Thursday nights, they're called the Nutty Irishman. It's not even open anymore. I don't think it's open anymore. I think it closed. The, uh, one, in so, ba- the one in Bay Shore is closed, yeah. But the, yeah. Uh, how about the one in Farmingdale? I have no idea. It's been a while. But either way, these these guys used to called Pete Moss and the Fertilizers <laughs> cover band were phenomenal. Um, they're really really good. Yeah. Um, and they would pack this place, but the best thing was it was three for Miller Lights, and uh, dude, it was it wasn't expensive. I want to say maybe five bucks oh. for three Miller Lights, and uh, <laughs> as as a, as a twenty one year old kid, twenty two year old kid, that, that's like heaven. Oh yeah. So. All right, uh, I guess we'll move along. Uh, Conor really? McGregor can't stay out of fight. Well, listen, I give him, I give him some respect. He's a real one. No matter where he is, what is he doing? He just wants to start fights with people. Uh, he hey. went after uh, Machine Gun Kelly and and uh, the gorgeous Megan Fox. Um, hey, I, I gotta ask you. I, so, just real quick, I, I'm not gonna get into the inner workings of the, where this took place or anything. But I walk into a, I walk into a building, and a couple of guys I know are there hanging out talking, and this topic comes up. And right away, they bring up Megan Fox and her thumb. Now, apparently, her thumb is a little as a and I'm not making fun of her. I'm not, you know, I'm not going down that road. But I didn't know this until recently that she has an issue with her thumb, and it's a complete turnoff to guys. Hey, guys, listen. If you're worried about what Megan Fox, what her hands look like when she's all over you, well, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, you could be all over me all day and night, you know, from here until next Sunday, and then back. I don't care what her hands look like. The fact that people are actually talking about her hands being messed up, you I, I got well, bigger fish to fry than, than that. The, if I'm that's, with them. that's the guys that are insecure in themselves <laughs> that got to find something wrong with them. But I will say, listen, a thumb ain't going to bother me. No. Although there is grandma hands issues. And you know what I'm talking about. The ones that have the, the overly veiny, you know, wrinkly okay. hands that kind of look like a grandma hands. Okay. And velociraptor feet. <laughs> And we all know what I'm talking. Yep. Listen, it still wouldn't bother me. Listen, it, it, it wouldn't. I would just don't. No. When we're laying in bed, don't fucking touch me with your fucking feet. <laughs> or, or, or should I say, don't don't claw me? But uh, but anyway, my my point is, when a smoke show like that is on you, and she ain't gonna be on me, and she probably ain't gonna be on you. But when she is, the last thing I care about is what her feet or her hands look like when she's got other things going on like that. That's that's all I'm saying. All right, but well, either way, they, they make for an interesting couple. Here, I've heard some stories about them doing some crazy drugs and having experiences. Um, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, well, I don't know. It's coming right from them. So, I don't know how alleged. It seems like they have quite a wild, uh, quite a wild relationship. So, 
<laughs> and then Connor, I don't know. It's only a matter of time before. I mean, listen, the guy was a great fighter, but it's only a matter of time before somebody really, you know, just goes after him in public and finally knocks him out or something. I don't yeah. know. I want to ask you that. So these guys are surrounded by security. They're surrounded by their entourage. I think I that's mean, part. I think that's part of it. it, it that's got to be part of the, the the game. I would think, right? You could be a complete jerk off, knowing well, that I mean, Machine Gun Kelly's not going to come connect and lay you out right there in front of a million people around. No, you. and the reality of it is, Conor McGregor is a real fighter, but I think he he's just one of those guys that knows he could really probably beat most people up, and just loves to just start random shit. I, I don't know. I, mean, kind of, I used to love him, and I, he just kind of got old for me. What would you say? What would you say was the breaking point in that? Was that the Mayweather fight, or was it that he just got so big in UFC, and then he, uh, his first loss turned you sour? Because I think it was a complete buildup with a lot of things. No, I think it was like after the Mayweather fight, he just kind of just kind of turned into this arrogant prick, and then really didn't show show much after that. Now he's just been. I know, he's been on just a losing streak, and I just don't. I think his swagger wore off on me. It's just I don't, I don't find it, uh, you know. Plus yeah. the fact that when I think like greatest ever, I don't think Conor McGregor like he thinks he is. He just he didn't have the longevity for nope. me to 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 really be like, all right, this guy is one of the. Listen, he had a great stretch, and definitely brought fans back to the UFC. But uh, yeah, it, I think he's just his whole. You know, pompous prick kind of just arrogant attitude just kind of wore off on me. I still don't – I think I dislike him, but I don't know. His, my whole like for him kind of just faded. Hey, listen, I'd love to have him come on the show. <laughs> He's not coming on the show. I will admit I have sent a drunken tweet or two here or there asking him to come on the show. It's been ignored. Shocker. <laughs> but, yeah, it, uh, won't, it, won't, it won't be the first I've had many of those. <laughs> There's been many of those. <laughs> At least they go unseen. The worst is when they see that they've seen it and then they don't respond. I don't know. Uh, maybe he did see it and just you know glanced over it. I don't know. But I got to keep trying for oh, things like that. The EHE podcast. Who the fuck are those guys? <laughs> hey, listen. It's going to hit with some people. It will. I mean, Phil Helmuth came on. That was That's you know the biggest claim to fame as far as someone big right now. I think that uh, that was a, a big get. I'm grateful he came on, and I would love to have somebody else, you know, of, of his stature come on. That it's a great interview. It's it's great for for us and them. I, I would love to have people come on and ask them the questions that they don't want to, that they haven't been asked before. That the regular Joe Schmo who's doing an interview won't ask for whatever reason. But I want them to come on here, and I want I want to ask them things they're not expecting. I want to ask them things that they wouldn't expect to be asked, and and I want to see their reaction and their answer. That's that's part of my my thing. I think that. Uh, the uncommon question and the surprise answer is what we we look for here. Um, and very sad news: uh, Norm McDonald battled cancer for years quietly. Nobody, I, I, nobody really knew. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he succumbed to cancer this week, and uh, kind of shocking uh, most people. Um, probably one of the last great comedians that really uh, was actually funny, or at least on you know the SNL days. Who could forget the Turd Ferguson? And dirty work, and uh, you know, I guess I, I had shared a meme the other day of it says tonight in heaven. It was him and Chris Farley, and yeah, you know, maybe maybe even John Candy's jumping in there. But uh, lost a good one, you know, guy that wasn't afraid to to make you know some on the border jokes, and uh, seemed to be extremely well loved in the uh, the entertainment community. So 
they uh, lost a good one, but uh, this whole cancer thing sucks. I think that, uh, you know, the fact that he kept it quiet for nine years is a big thing. Um, many people don't do that now. Many people come out and say, hey, I have this and uh, go get yourself checked. He kept it quiet, and I, I commend him for that. He didn't want the uh, the spotlight. He didn't yeah, want he the- didn't want the spotlight or even, I guess, maybe the – the pity that comes with it and whatever. It's the same thing with like Chadwick Boseman. People were shitting on him for looking emaciated, you know, and looking, you know, losing all the weight, not realizing the guy was battling cancer the whole fucking time. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people don't want that. Uh, they kind of just want to you know, not go out their own way, but just kind of just be left alone to face their battle with their family and not have to deal with, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry uh, trying to get in on their business and what's going on. So, very sad. I watched I watched him perform at the Bob Saget roast. Comedy Central put out a tweet uh, a few Saget. nights ago. Yeah. Bob Saget had a roast, and uh, Norm MacDonald was there. And this basically summarizes Norm to a T. And this is the – if you don't – a lot of people didn't get his comedy. A lot of people didn't laugh at his comedy. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was classic. He's one of the all-time greats. But before the Bob Saget roast, some people came to him and said, hey, listen, we want you to tone it down. We want you to, you know, make – clean jokes don't be as dirty as you are or as uh controversial as you are with your stuff and this is gonna be on comedy central and it's bob saget let's uh let's have a clean a clean roast so norm mcdonald then goes out for eight minutes and basically tells one-liner non-funny jokes that people you hear the punchline and you're like what just happened over and over and over again and he made it a point that this is not him. He'll tell you a joke if you want to tell a joke, but he's a funny guy for the shtick he has. And I think that the fact that he went out there and did that for eight minutes showed a lot of people who he really is. He played along. He did what they wanted, but it wasn't him. And uh, he's been involved in some great stuff, great movies, great skits. He's definitely one of the greats. He's going to be missed. That's all I'm going to say on this. And a side note on Bob Saget, I think it's hysterical <laughs> that the character he played on Full House, the most wholesome dad ever, <laughs> is the most dirty, raunchy comedian, like known to fucking man. Yeah. You don't expect that from him at all. Which I did find, too, he had put disclaimers on his fucking shows that it's not kid-friendly. Well, like you just said, you uh, you expect to see him and it's going to be, you know, Mr. Dad and flannel sweaters and pumpkin beers. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me, not- there was a, a, a show that uh, a bar that I, I worked at part time. I remember coming in early and I remember my boss just sitting there with his hair pulled out. I remember going, what's, what's the matter? You look terrible. <laughs> Apparently they booked some female YouTuber that all the parents brought their like 13 and 12 year old, 14 year old girls but apparently never pay attention to what these, their daughters were actually watching. And this oh, woman was like talking about her sex life and doing it in the butt and all this crazy stuff and, and uh, all these dirty jokes that were not meant for. And uh, what do you call it? I, I, my boss said the highlight of the night was a parent getting up and screaming at her saying that she could be, she should be ashamed of, of talking <laughs> like this. And the, apparently the, the woman fired back that she should be ashamed that she lets her daughter watch her show. <laughs> you uh, you got to know what your kids are watching. You got to be involved in that. You can't just let them blindly go on a YouTube channel and uh, and start 
watching whatever. You should definitely preview what your uh, your kids are watching. Moving on, uh, Jeopardy news came down. We covered last show that the uh, the new host came and went. The new host was uh, what do you got there? I don't know. I was plugged into the computer. What the hell it is? Could be like the charger for my my wife's vibrator. Who knows? <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't know what it is. It's alien technology. I'm being I'm being being bugged by the government here. <laughs> Honey, what is this thing? All right, she's not answering. Uh, maybe she's not going to answer for specific reasons. <laughs> well, I got the charger here, whatever this thing is, so she ain't using that. So Jeopardy announced a new host. We covered that last show. They had uh, Mike Richards, and then they announced Mayim Bialik was going to be filling in for uh, tournaments and special editions. And then now Ken Jennings is back. Now Ken Jennings is back. And... After getting dismissed because he said something, you know, was, was named an ableist for – Saying it was a shame for was a hawker in a wheelchair or something like that. I don't know, something stupid. Which I didn't even look at his character. I can't even believe he said something like that. Why? Uh, what? And so let me let me preface this in two two ways to you. Are there people out there that are squeaky clean and don't have a Twitter or podcast comment that they wish they could take back for any future hires down the road? And yeah. if yes. there are, who, if yes. there are those people, who are they? And I, yeah. one name comes to mind for me, and it's, I don't want him to be the host of this show coming down the road. It's but me. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, listen, well, I, you go look, go scrub my fucking Twitter. It's I basically just retweet sports stuff. I would love for you to be the host of Jeopardy, but I wasn't going down that road. I wasn't. But I, I'd I, probably, I, would, I would watch. I'd probably get bleeped out the first episode. <laughs> Famous titties for two hundred. That's titles, Mr. Connery. <laughs> a classic skit. So, it, does the person exist that they're looking for with the squeaky clean image? I mean, now don't get me wrong. Ken Jennings made comments. Mike Richards made comments. I think comments. for the most part, there probably is a lot of people, but I don't know. We, we all say, I don't know. We all say stupid shit times, and, and, you know, people change. You know, not everybody does, but people, some people do. It just, hey, I said stupid shit when I was fucking, you know, you know, 18 years ago when I was 20, you know, uh, I, I said stupid shit that fucking I, I wouldn't even freaking agree with now. But I, I, I think I think it's more or less people love now to go find out, you know, if you announce so and so is the host of this, people love to scrub just to they just they thrive on it now, especially if they don't like the person or if they align with certain political views, they got to scrub everything and make a big deal out of anything they don't agree with. So it's, it's yep getting quite ridiculous listen some statements are are pretty bad and stupid but like i said is you know shit said years ago but it goes both ways too you know you know just because you don't like somebody and they said something you're you know yeah you know, sometimes they really do uh mean their apologies and sometimes they don't but sometimes they don't i don't know i just feel like you know every time you turn around is you're right is somebody said something stupid 10 years ago i got um, who was your person I got a strange feeling. No, and I, I got a it's out of the box. I really it really is out of the box. But I got a strange feeling you're gonna see Ryan Seacrest involved in this. And I hate to say it because the guy does so much already. American Idol and the the daytime show with Kelly Ripa and everything else, but you think squeaky clean image and pretty and you know, metro and however you want to describe him. 
Why do right. I see? Why does it seem like this guy is going to be that host a year from now? Why? Yeah, I'm just going to say this now. I have a suspicion that Ryan Seacrest is a closet asshole. <laughs> that, he, that he is so bubbly and happy. I can just see him being, you know, w- welcome to American Idol. Camera's off. You fucking people. I want to fucking this done. Get my fuck. I can see him being a closet asshole. He's way too happy and bubbly for me. I could see him turning right. into it's like Ellen. Like Ellen. Ellen is so bubbly and happy on screen, and it turns out off screen, she is a contosaurus rex. Okay. Wow, we're going there. All right. <laughs> now look the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Look at what happened. Look at every basically everybody in their mother came out and said, Yes, you, she you is a, a piece of shit behind the screen. It's on the scene. He just and and listen, he could be the, the most wholesome guy in the world, and we could be completely wrong. I mean, you know, this is just an opinion, but the squeaky clean, unperfect image just doesn't sit right with a lot of people. It doesn't. It doesn't sit right. It's something weird about it. Yeah, you got to have a little edge to you. Yeah, I think you do. All right. We're going to, if you live under a rock, you wouldn't know, but starting to take hold with all the news stations and Facebook and everything is the search for Gabrielle Petito or Petito or however you say it. Um, I found it kind of odd that a bunch of people were putting missing pictures up for a girl that was lost in uh, Wyoming, but uh, I guess she's from Long Island and uh, got engaged with her boyfriend and took a road trip. And all of a sudden the boyfriend returns home to Florida. And, but now it took a whole turn that he's home and won't answer questions. And I get it. People are saying, oh, that's not right. But you have, you remember in this country, you have the right to remain silent. So I could murder Jerry and still never talk to the cops or just, you know, you have that right to not incriminate yourself. But if I didn't do anything, personally, I, I'm I'm going to tell him everything. You know, yeah. if you're, you know, I would say, listen, obviously something happened now. Now a video came out that they had a fight and she admitted to hitting him and she thought he was going to leave her in the middle of nowhere. And they said they were spending too much time, I guess they had too much time in the van that, you know, that they just got on each other's nerves. But for him, that was formerly her fiance to just come out and say, Oh, I will remain in the background and we hope Miss Potato and, uh, um, you know, they find her and this and that. And it seemed very impersonal through the lawyer. Um, just something seems off. And now there's now there's an unconfirmed report that there's maybe a link to a double a double homicide that happened recently in this similar area. Um, so I don't know. We're going to, you know, I, I think at this point, I think at this point she's probably dead. Um, I don't see how this is. It's all over the news now and all over everybody's Facebook feed that, you know, she had any kind of connection to uh, anything that uh, she would have been like, Hey, I'm still alive here, you know, and you got to think it's been about two weeks now that if she was lost in that desert, you know, most people don't know how to survive in the wilderness and think you just, Oh, there's water. I can drink it. It doesn't work like that too. There's bacteria in water that you're not used to. That's what makes, they always tell you the certain areas to drink. And, and, and that's why, uh, I don't think this is going to have a happy ending, but it's very weird. You know, boyfriend and the parents do not want to talk at all. And, you know, it's almost like they're hiding something. But at the same time, like I said, is if they were fighting and he left her, I would just fucking say it. Say, hey, listen, this is where I left her. We we, we, we broke up and 
I took off, but so, obviously something different happened. So there's body cam footage of them being stopped by the police. Yes. In, in the middle of, you know, a national park or a desert or, you know, somewhere. In the middle yeah, of she was crying. They had a fight and he, she swung at him and scratched him because she thought that he was going to leave her in the middle of the desert. They made him split up for the night. But then that's like the last known footage of them. And then apparently she texted her parents. <coughs> There's no service in Yosemite National Park. Yes, which is, which is I guess would be kind of strikey as kind of odd if you haven't talked in, you're in the middle of nowhere and haven't talked yep. in, you know, days and days. Yep. You know, I, I probably would have thought there'd be more to that. Like, hey, I got no service, but just let you know we're cool. I'm all right. Or, or, or. Whatever the kids, whatever kid's name was, uh, listen, we broke up, but I'm okay. Something, you know. Something. Other than just hey, no service. It's just. And then, that. two days later, he shows up in Florida. Yeah, he doesn't report her missing. Doesn't, you know. And then, but like I said, is won't, won't say a word to anybody. Uh, won't, won't even uh, talk to investigators. No, like I said, like I said, you had the right to remain silent. But if listen, if, if you didn't do anything, and personally, I, I think this makes him look guilty. But I mean, who knows? And like I said, if you get any evidence of I'll him being you. innocent, I'll tell you. So when something like this happens with two people like this, the significant other is immediately, immediately suspect number one. Immediately, whether you were with them or not whether you hired somebody or not, whether you, whatever the case is, until you're cleared, you're suspect number one, significant other. These people, law enforcement and whoever else now, are going to follow their tracks. They're going to ping cell phones. They're going to go back and trace their steps from when they originally left for their cross-country trip until he landed back in Florida. They're going to try and retrace his steps and find out exactly where he was. It's not going to be an easy thing. You're right. Did, did he just leave her in the middle of the desert somewhere and she's now, you know, fending for herself? I don't think so. I think there's more to this. We will eventually hopefully find out. I don't know if this is going to be like a Natalie Holloway story back in back in the day when she disappeared in the Caribbean. Yep. But the, the girl's missing. I mean, he came home alone and is acting like everything is fine and not making any comments. Didn't he didn't he get off but then got rearrested for it was another girl? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, or made comments made comments to a girl that he did something with the Holloway girl. Something happened. Well, I think he got off with the Holloway girl, Holloway girl, and then Vander Schlute, whatever the hell his name was, mm -hmm. the Dutch kid. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I think pretty sure he got pretty sure he got off, and then did something similar with another girl, and that's what. I'm, I'm you know what I'm looking it up right now. Um. He's a Dutch convicted murderer who conv who killed Stephanie Flores Ramirez in Lima, Peru in 2010. Okay, so he was. Prime, he also the prime suspect in the disappearance of Natalie. Yeah, Holloway so he got off on one and did it again and got caught. Yes. And that's according to a uh, bunch of articles that I'm looking at through a Google search, just so if anybody's wondering where I'm getting my info from. <clears throat> Not something we're creating on our own here. But hey, listen, I hope they find the girl. Uh, it's national news now. She's missing. And uh, there's definitely more to uh, more to this than uh, than we're all being told. <clears throat> all all right. right, so let's get 
Let's get into our NFL predictions and spoilers and preview and everything else. We were going to do a show last week. The uh, guests that we had planned didn't pan out. And uh, here we are now a week later. Uh, Russ, you're a big Colts fan. Like I said, I'm just an NFL guy. I have watched the Jets and Giants being the New York with the New York connection. Uh, I have been to Jet games, not in some time, but uh, I'm just an NFL guy now. I'll watch it. I'll bet on it. I'll uh, I'll do our weekly picks like we're going to do, and we'll announce that in a few minutes. But um, what are your predictions for this NFL season? And I want to preface it with, you want to just give me a run-through of your seven playoff teams or your division winners and wild cards? Yeah. Um, some surprises. I mean, listen, there's there's some obvious choices. I, I think the city is winning the AFC West. We, we, we know that Tampa Bay is winning the NFC South. We know that, but that, let's that go is, through everything. That is correct. Um, I think there's going to be a, a battle in the, in the West with the Rams, Seahawks and Cardinals. I, I think Kyler Murray is, is really starting to emerge as a, a top quarterback, not top five, but, but getting up there. Uh, I, I think he's going to, him and the Cardinals are going to overtake that top spot. Uh, yeah, the Buccaneers, uh, New Orleans looked phenomenal in week one. But, again, it's week one. And Tom, so did, you know, well, Tom did throw two interceptions. But uh, I think the, the, there's no reason that you, you don't think the Bucs can get back to the Super Bowl. So, uh, NFC North, Packers are going to take it. I, I think that was enough of a kick in the ass. And Aaron Rodgers – he looks horrible. He looks like the guy that steals fucking catalytic converters <laughs> and smells into parts. Um, he looks horrible, but uh, I think that was probably enough of a kick in the ass that he is not going through a losing season. And I don't see the Lions doing anything. The Bears are the bear. They already fucking. They're already fucking a shit show. <laughs> Minnesota's got an outside chance, but it's you're still relying on Kirk Cousins and uh, yeah. I don't think anybody really wants to rely on. I don't even think half the Packers fan, uh, Vikings fan base wants to rely on Kirk Cousins. But uh, I think the Packers take back the North. Uh, I hate to say this, but I got to tell you, I got like heartburn up the ass tonight. We had, we had, <laughs> we had, a, we went to lunch uh, at work, and we had these really great burritos. And in their fresh pico de gallo, always jalapenos. I like a jalapeno, but. They did a number on me. I had like the worst freaking heartburn known to man. Um, so I hate to say this, but I think the Cowboys are going to take the East. Eagles looked good. Um, but Dallas, I mean, listen, they played Tampa Bay. So, but Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think is the back anymore that, that he used to be, but Dak looked really great. He was a monster. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to take the East. Uh, in the AFC North, I don't think it's going to be the Ravens. I think this is the year the Cleveland Browns actually do something. And they had a – Baker played very well last year. And I think Baker's proving that he's not – that he wasn't the next uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, which some people thought he was going to be. I think the yep. Browns are actually going to make some real noise and have a chance this year. Um, the AFC East, Miami may make a little noise, but the Buffalo Bills – listen, they had a stumble week one. But unbelievable defense. Allen is is a real deal quarterback. They have a great they have a great <laughs> offense. I hate when I don't 
I really haven't bet that much lately, but I hate when I pick something and I don't bet on it and a bunch of scoring happens. <laughs> like laughing at me. It's like, ha you asshole. Hey, isn't uh, that kind of like socks where you you buy at the high end and then uh, it dips and dips and dips and then you sell it? Kind of, yeah. Down the, down the road, it rips past where you bought it from and moonshots like 3x and you're like yes and you're, you're regretting you're selling it um afc south i'm gonna be a homer and take my colts uh obviously the texans and the jaguars aren't doing anything but uh the titans definitely have you know a team you know with with uh with henry there and Tannehill and and uh what do you call it uh, obviously the addition of julio jones but apparently julio's in the doghouse um, and my Colts didn't take I, long. No, I, I'll give a quick recap. They, uh, I don't think the, the Seahawks looked that great. I think it was more of a difference of they were a solid. They played solid, and my Colts itself, our offensive line, which is supposed to be one of the best in the league and, and highest paid, played absolutely horrific, and gave Wentz no time to throw. Because I thought Wentz played okay. He didn't make too many mistakes. He played well. We just. I think Braden Smith didn't give up a sack last year. And on a crucial uh, third down, he freaking gave up a huge one late in the game. And we never were out of the game, but they just they, they kept shooting themselves in the foot. But I think we correct some of those mistakes, and I think we could take the division. Uh, AFC West, uh, listen, anybody, who, who's going to root against the Chiefs? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's – you got, you know, Super Bowl champ two years ago. And they went back and lost – Tampa there, uh, I still see them have the possibility of going back to the Super Bowl again. Um, as far as playoffs goes, I'm going to take the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. I I, I, I used to fucking, at a Colts man, I used to hate Tom Brady. And yep. I don't do it ever since he went to Tampa. I, I don't know why. Dude, I fucking love this guy. It's the oddest turnaround. I cannot root for Tom. I, I, it sounds fucking weird. Him and Gronk. I fucking love Gronk. Fucking love Gronk. <laughs> like, listen, bucket list. I would love to have a night just partying, having some beers on on some lake with like jet skis with with Gronk and just hanging out on a party boat. It just sounds, sounds like awesome. A, sounds like you got a man crush going on over uh, there. Yeah, I don't know. He's just like this big. Like he is your typical meathead jock, but he looks like a, just a, such a fun, go happy dude. Um, and in the the in the AFC, I'm gonna take the Cleveland Browns going to the Super Bowl. Wow, I, uh, I'm, writing that, I'm writing that down right now. Russ's pick. I honestly don't see how you can't root Tampa versus Cleveland in the Super Bowl. I know I can't not root for. Uh, and you got Brady coming out on top, winning back to back. That's where I'm torn. I kind of, kind of would mind if you are telling me that the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> are going to win the Super Bowl right now on September 16th. I think I got to go place that bet just in case you're right. Yeah, you know what it is? is they, they got a good team in between, you know, they got a good team, dude. You know, you have two two capable tight ends in Hooper and Njoko. You know, you know, you got a, uh, you know, Landry, Landry and uh, Odell there. Just they have a great offense. You know, and, and Baker's he makes his mistakes, yes, but he's slowly putting it together. I mean, that division you know, isn't isn't a cakewalk. I mean, you got no, it's, Baltimore, no, it's not. That's why I'm Pittsburgh thinking they, 
That's why sure, I'm picking the Bengals twice. I get it. But the other teams there, I mean, it's not a cakewalk. I know, but that's what I'm thinking. If they can get through it, I think they'll be all right. Wow. So, all right. So you're taught you're, you're torn, but you're definitely saying Tampa Cleveland Super Bowl. I'm going to roll with it. Listen, nobody's going to fucking believe me anyway. So what's the no, difference? There? No, we'll just go back to it and show everyone that you were right and or wrong down the line. <laughs> I mean, what do you got from last year? My, yeah, I, my, I, don't know. I think, my I think picks this is, are going to shock the world, so I, I think, I'll wait. I think this is just, like I said, I think this is the year that, that Baker finally gets up there, brings the energy, and puts it together. I can't. I can't. I, uh, so you're going Cleveland. I, I'm, I'm going to as far as in the Super Bowl, I don't know if you're. Def- I don't know if if he's taking down Tom. But hey, listen, the uh, the Giants I, have I done I, that I, twice. I know they have, but I still don't know if I if I'm rooting against Tom Brady or not. You know. So I'm gonna go with my my picks here, and my Super Bowl will shock you. It's not anyone you've mentioned. Um. Indianapolis Colts. In the AFC East, I like Buffalo. I, I was that, on a side note. I wouldn't mind seeing Buffalo win either. I, I, I got a soft spot for them. My dad was a Bills fan, and my parents were Bills fans. Um, and I guess they've suffered. That made Cleveland. They've suffered long. That's part of the reason why I like Cleveland. They've suffered for so long. Yeah. And aside from o- Odell being just a weird douche, um, I don't know. I, I like, like I said, I like Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I, I like Nick Chubb. You know, great name. Um, <laughs> Landry works his ass off. You know, it's just something about the city of Cleveland. They could use something, you know. All right, All right what do you got? So, so I like Buffalo in the East. I like Baltimore in the AFC North. I do like the Titans in the South. I'm sorry that I didn't pick your Colts, but I think the Titans. You dick. <laughs> I think the Titans are uh, are winning that division, and I got the Chiefs in the AFC West. My wild card teams in the AFC are the Browns, are the Colts, and my surprise team that's going to come out is the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. I hate everything about him. I think without Tom Brady, he's a complete nothing and a douche. But. For some reason, I just think with that division being as crappy as it is, asshole. <laughs> as as crappy as that division is, and he's gonna pull a rabbit out of his ass like usual when he's down and out. I just see them squeaking in, being the number seven seed. If they squeak in with that team and Mac Jones, it'll prove that Belichick was right in letting Cam Newton go. You're right. Which I just, I, I, I don't know. Something's up with. Something's up with Cam. It's just, it's just odd that they let him go like that. And then I think there's something else going on. He just he seems to be acting weirder and weirder and, and just I, – I, you know, he's definitely over his prime, but I still think he could be a good quarterback. But I don't know. He just he was terrible last year. But I just thought it was odd that they wouldn't keep a veteran – I think who's their backup, Brian Hoyer? I mean, yeah, because he's been there for years. But he's the uh... – The fact that you said the Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl just – no, 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 no. I didn't say the Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl. Oh, Patriots make, sorry, you're going to make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. That's my surprise team in the AFC. Is the Patriots going to sneak in at number I gotta, seven? I got to leave here. I'm out. 
That's my surprise there. In the Catboy. NFC. Catboy says, fuck your surprise. <laughs> hey, listen, I put the Colts in the mix, all right? I I, I didn't leave you out in the cold here. That's right, because I probably would have left the podcast. And probably <laughs> in the NFC, I got the Eagles in the East. And the reason for this is I don't like Dallas. I don't believe in them. I think it's a circus down there with them. And I think there's too much talent for them not. I mean, listen, the Eagles, Hurts look, look pretty decent. He did. But I think it's just there's too much talent on the Cowboys to not, not do something this year. I'm going to go out here and say this about Dallas. They might, you know, they, their offense is great. They rebuilt that line. They have Dak. He signed a big contract. They have Ezekiel Elliott. He signed that big contract. Amari Cooper, big contract. The defense is what scares me with them. Sure, they played great last Thursday. It was, you know, national opener against Tom Brady. Your team is going to step up. I just, I don't believe in Dallas. And I could be wrong. I could be a thousand percent wrong. I don't believe in Dallas. I don't believe in the defense. I'm going to go out and just say that they're going to be mediocre and the coach is going to get fired. Everyone, the minute he came in there, it was like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to be this Super Bowl juggernaut. Here we go. They're going to run the NFC East for years to come. And you know what? It hasn't happened. It, I want to. I do want to say on a side note, there was a apparently there was a tweet a while ago that caught my eye, um, and I screen it was a well, it was a it was a meme, but it, it I screenshotted it and it just made me think of it. I forgot all about it. <laughs> I think my biggest fear is randomly passing away on the couch while watching a team watching a team play against the Cowboys, and the first responders come in and think I'm a Cowboys fan. They tell my family, and I end up being cremated and put into a fucking Cowboys urn. <laughs> Oh boy, that's good. <laughs> I just I don't believe in them. I don't I don't think that they're they're real deal. A lot of people are picking them because Eagles have a young quarterback, the Giants have a young quarterback, and the Redskins are the shit show that they are. And everyone's just going to Dallas. I, I, I think that, I think they have enough of an offense. I think they have a really good offense that I, I think it's the, I think it's their division to fuck up. And I think they're going to fuck up. That's the that's the thing. I think they're going to mess it up. I I don't believe in them. I Jerry Jones I I don't like. I, he's too involved. He he. Just let your team yeah, but run you the way you I don't mind that he's involved, I guess, because you could say the same shit about my Colts and Jim Irsay. Although Jim Irsay was like a, you know, he seems like your crazy raging alcoholic uncle that, that you know, <laughs> his cheeks are always flushed and he's, he's a nut job. But uh, what do you call it? Yeah, there's too much talent there. And on a side note, you know, in that same division, how – how much longer does Daniel Jones get if they are terrible this season again? You know, I think there comes a point where, you know, I know, I think Sterling Shepard said the other day, if you don't see it, that this kid, that he's uber talented, has all the skills, but I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, the Giants fans don't see it. But I get it. The guy's, you know, the guy's a phenomenal athlete, but uh, I mean, this will be now number, season number two now. Uh, or I'll say this will so, be season number three. That, you know, how so long do you give him before you say, listen, it's, it's time to move on? Well, look at what the Jets have done year after year after year with their quarterbacks. And you put talent around them, this kid. He's the heir apparent to Eli Manning. Listen, they got a great running back. I know he tore his ACL last year and he missed the whole year and now he's coming back. But you have a, a heck of a tight end. 
You have phenomenal wide receivers. They tried to rebuild that offensive line. The defense isn't that bad either. I guess the knock on this Giants team is a rookie coach is inexperienced at the quarterback position. And yes, he's talented. <laughs> can he put it all together? If they go, you know, five, six wins again, are you getting rid of the GM and starting over with a great draft? Pick? I, I think you have to. I don't think you right? have any. I, I think Barkley is young enough. You know, what? He just, this is, this will be Barkley's third year. So he's young enough that he still has plenty of prime years left that you start over. I think you have to. I think, honestly, the more, you know, especially with my Colts, the best thing that happened to them was rebuilding their offensive line into an actual offensive line. Um, I think that's the best way to go is, listen, find a new quarterback that you want to build around and start with a line to protect him and go from there. Yeah. If you find a good – listen, you you don't have to draft everybody. You could throw an addition here, a free agency, but you draft and pick up a good line – That'll not only help rebuilding a new quarterback, it'll also help Barkley himself, you know. But uh, I agree. All right. Let's, uh, all right. So I got the Eagles in the East. I got Green Bay in the North. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. I think that it's going to be his last year in Green Bay. He's going to prove he can still play, and he's going to leave at the end of the year and go somewhere else. But he's going to be, you know, that guy. For this one season, I don't think he's going to yeah. the Super Bowl or getting there, but I think he's got a mission to prove something. And on a side note, how I said that I used to hate Tom Brady, now I kind of have this man crush on him. It's the opposite <laughs> with with Rodgers. I used to love Rodgers; thought he was great. Now he just, I don't know. The more this goes on, and now I he's, think looks like I a think it's the, I think it's the girl drama that that came with him. The last well, he few did, years. he was uh, he was with Olivia Munn for a little while, which I loved her. And that Danica got messy. I don't know. I just you, you don't do it for me no more. Danica Patrick. Oh, I gotta get a new chair. This thing's kitchen chair is killing my back. <laughs> Danica Patrick didn't do it, and it's just the drama involved with him just doesn't sit well with other people. I think that's why he's uh, he's not so high on your list anymore. In the NFC South, I do have Tampa Bay coming out of there. In the NFC West, my surprise pick coming out of there is Seattle. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't call that a surprise. Well, listen, you got the Rams there that are good. You got Arizona that's good. Listen, San Francisco still, has two QBs that can play right now, whether you listen, like Garoppolo care, or not. I don't care how what you want to say about how good Matthew Stafford is. He didn't win shit at Georgia. He hasn't won shit here. He's a he, listen. He's a he's a. Listen, he's not winning shit even with the fucking Rams, okay? Now, let me just... Let you want to toss up between Arizona and Seattle? Perfectly fine with that. They, they, you know, I said Arizona, you said Seattle. I'm cool with that. Russell Wilson is still the man. Kyler Murray is becoming the man. You know, but Matthew Stafford, he, sorry, the guy so, chokes on a dick. Let me just preface this with my last... Let me pick my three wild cards, and then I'm going to preface this with why I'm laughing so much right now. My three wild cards are Arizona, the Rams, and my surprise team coming out of the NFC is Carolina. I think Carolina is going to be the surprise team as number seven, like I just said with the Patriots. You mean the NFC South? Well, for the wild cards. I see Arizona, the Rams, and Carolina coming out out of the three wild cards in the NFC. So Carolina is going to be my seventh slot, just like the Patriots are my seventh slot in the AFC. 
Those are my two big surprises. But I'm, I'm laughing because I like Seattle, and you went and poo-pooed the Rams immediately. So I haven't told you who my picks were for the Super Bowl or anything before this. So hey, listen, if it's the fucking Rams, <laughs> just tell me now. I'm, I'm fucking. Why don't you tell me you picked the Rams go to the Super Bowl? My Super Bowl, <laughs> my Super Bowl. I have the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC, and I have the Rams coming out of the NFC. Right here, the Rams winning can it you, all. Can you say the worst possible matchup the NFL fucking wants for a Super Bowl? You know what? You know what? This is why it's going to happen. Oh, it's God. the worst matchup ever. It's two teams that no one expects to be there. Yeah, people picking the Chiefs, people picking the Browns, people picking the Baltimore Ravens. Everyone's picking Tom Brady for, for whatever reason, and obvious reasons, the defending champs. I'm going outside the box just for the sake for, of going For all the you box. listening at home who thought I was crazy with picking the Browns, <laughs> at least it's, 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 you know, obviously it's Baker Mayfield. But you still have Odell, Nick Chubb, and Jarvis Landry here. <laughs> the, 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 this fucker is picking the fucking Rams. I, mean, I am going on the Rams bandwagon for the full year here. <laughs> I am going on the Rams bandwagon for the full year. Rams versus Bills Super Bowl. It's 757 on September 16th, 2021. I'm telling you now. These are the two teams going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think Russ left the show, which is all right. Uh, he just forced me to drink. <laughs> hey, listen. We all know my picks are horrendous. We're going to get into our picks in a second, but we all know my picks are horrendous. It's, it's never good. If this actually pans out, I'm going to be shocked. But I'm getting on the Rams bandwagon right now. I, they made that big trade. They brought in Stafford, like you said, who hasn't won anything anywhere. I think he's now got an offense around him. He's got a, a brand-new, shiny stadium they're playing in in California, SoFi. And, it, you know, it's like Jerry World out west. I, for some reason, I just I want to go against the grain, and I'm picking the Rams and the Bills. All right. Let's get these uh, – <laughs> recap our picks and head over to baseball. I can't even believe you right now. <laughs> so listen guys every sunday morning on our twitter page we are going to put out our three picks of the week we are going to do a heads up matchup if we can that won't be a guarantee every week but we will do a total tally at the end of the nfl season to see where we are with our picks we will be using the score spreads every uh, sunday morning and i will put out those picks roughly around 10 11 o'clock eastern well, I'm going to see some early lines here real quick. Last Although, week, Russ, you went 0-3. I went 1-2. No. My wife says, are we, are we done? I'm fucking sitting here standing at a computer talking to you. <laughs> I think the question is pretty obvious at this well, point. I thought you recapping. We're recapping our picks from last week. Um, yeah, my picks, so I went with the homer pick with my Colts, and that, that worked out well. Uh, I had the Green Bay and... Pack, I had Green Bay and the Packers. I had Green Bay and New Orleans over 49 and a half, which New Orleans did their fucking part with 38 points. And, um, and, uh, can I just say, I don't believe in Jameis Winston. I don't, I don't think that he's going to do anything there. 
No, I think he. I think he is. I don't think he's going to throw five TDs every game. I, I think no. I think he give no. him a chance. Oh, apparently. Oh shit. All right, come here. You got a lot going on over there. I, I know. Spider Man just visited me. <laughs> I'm Noah. I'm Spider Man busy. Yeah. Can you say it? The Rams suck. The Rams suck. When the Rams win the Super Bowl, we're coming back to this. This will be plastered all over Twitter when it happens. You watch. Anyway, I don't think I don't think Jameis Winston's the real deal. Everybody was saying that he's going to throw interception after interception after interception. It didn't happen last week. But I'm telling you, I think that the Saints aren't going anywhere this year. That was an anomaly. That was a random, you know, career game for whatever reason. It's not going to happen. Unless. uh... So recapping your three picks last week, you had the Colts plus three. They lost. You had the Vikings minus three. Yeah, the Vikings minus three. That was a joke. And the Saints and Packers at over four to nine and a half. That didn't pan out either. Um, I had the Titans given three to Arizona. I don't know where my head was in that one, but that was a blowout loss that I wish I could have back. Well, no, you think the Titans at home, you know, it's a viable choice. I just, I just like Arizona better. And plus, I'm a Colts fan. I hate it. I hate the Titans. So then I, I, I picked the Packers like everyone else in the world, giving three and a half to the Saints. I mean, that didn't pan out as well with James Winston having a career day. And then I picked Seattle because I, I, I like them. I think they're coming out of the West. Uh, I picked them over the Colts. That was our head-to-head matchup. Like I said, every uh, every Sunday morning, 10, 11 o'clock Eastern, we will have our three picks each. It will be either uh, plus or minus points or over-under of three games using the score. Uh, the score yeah, I was just going to uh, run points. through a quick little Saints minus three against the Panthers. I probably would take that. The Browns are minus 13 against the Houston Texans. Uh, that's that's a large spread there. That opened up at eleven the other day. We got and the now Bears thirteen. Bears minus two against the uh, Bengals. Pittsburgh given six against the Raiders. The Bills given three against the Dolphins. I I, I like that. The Buffalo I think needs a little redemption. Uh, oh, the, the Rams play the Colts. <laughs> Rams play the Colts. Perfect. Perfect. The Rams. Uh, Here the, we the go, Rams, baby. Rams are giving the Colts three and a half. Um, you got San Fran giving the Eagles three. Broncos giving the Jaguars six. I don't like that at all. The uh, Pats giving the, the Jets six. Arizona. Hey, listen, I, Arizona love, giving the Vikings. I love to pick against the Jets. Arizona giving the Vikings three and a half. I kind of like that, but like I said, is now as much as I can't stand Kirk Cousins, then he'll fucking come out and fucking they'll win by three and ruin that one. I would love Bucks are giving the Falcons thirteen. Sheesh. I mean, listen, I could definitely see like a forty to forty to fourteen Bucks win, but still, I I never that's a I never touched anything that high. Uh, The Seahawks giving the Titans six and a half. That's a tough one. Uh, the Chargers giving the Cowboys three. 
I might have to take the Cowboys in that one. My soul might burn in hellfire for it, but <laughs> I might have to do that. And he got the the Chiefs giving the Ravens three and a half. That's a tough. I hate the, I hate the halves. They do it on purpose. I know they're going to do. Of course they do. Um, the, hook, the hook gets you every time. And you got the Packers giving the Lions eleven. And I laughed last week because all around the league, I kept seeing cappers. Their lock of the week was the Niners giving the Lions eight and a half points. And the Lions scored 16 points in the fourth to lose by eight and basically yeah. kill, uh, you know, give the uh, the old-fashioned backdoor cover. So that was if you start of the fourth quarter, you're out the window. If the start of the fourth quarter, you're probably riding high game, you know, game set match. And then Lions storm back with some some garbage points and, you know, kill the cover. Yeah. So, all right, let's slide over to some the baseball here. We so are listen. We are in the final days, final games of the uh, the MLB season. We got what six games left for the Yankees. You got, I don't know what ten games left for the Mets, or so. What seventy? Yeah, seventy-two and seventy-five. And doing my quick math here for the Mets. One Mets are five and a half. Five, got, Mets are five and a half out of Atlanta for first, and they're five games out of the wild card. The Mets played 147 games so far. So they're getting there. It's almost over. Five but and a half games uh, out. It's definitely with three games show. under three games under five hundred. It has been a shit show. Uh personally at the end of the season I, I want Rojas gone. Um Sandy Alderson gone. Uh, maybe yeah. I, I think it's not all his Sandy's fault, but I, I just I'm kinda getting tired of seeing some of this. I think we need a major change. Um Hey, listen, the major change was uh, Stevie Cohen coming in. The Wilpons leaving. I know. And I kind of think that he's sort of added, added into the fucking circus. <laughs> so I don't know. I, you know. I think Lindor has slowly gotten better and is adjusting better. Uh, I'm not sure about Baez. I'd like to see both Lindor and Baez together, but giving – Giving Baez another huge contract, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to see a little, you know, this team, the, the biggest problem with this team is they're not clutch at all. Yep. And I think it's, runs. you know, they, 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 just, they do not score enough. That's not that they don't score runs. It's that we're not scoring them. We're, we're terrible at hitting with runners in scoring position. You know, you know, that's the name of the game. We keep hitting – you know, fucking solo home runs everywhere. And other than that, every time there's a man on base, we shit the bed. So. Rusty, I, don't know you know. Philly's, I don't know if Philly's going to do anything. Um, there's really not much of a race. In, um, not much of a race in the NL Central. Uh, I mean, the, what do you call it? The St. Louis and Cincinnati, like 12 and a half game. Milwaukee's got that locked up. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco surprised everybody. Yep. They are the first team to clinch. Uh, they still may not win the West. They're, the Dodgers are one game behind. But mm -hmm. San Diego, who started the, the year on fire, has had a horrible second half and is 18 games out of first after, at one point, leading the division. Um, they've been terrible. And who can forget the Arizona Diamondbacks? 
48 games out of first place. Unbelievable. That's insane. Unreal. Um, in the AL, uh, you got Houston up six and a half games to go in the West. I don't think Oakland's going to catch them. Uh, White Sox are up 11 games. That's That division's over. Tampa Bay's eight, up eight games. They they are just doing it again. Um, and I think the funny thing is, is they have one pitcher with 10 wins. Everyone else, every other pitcher is nine wins or less. So it's not like they got this crazy – they just all seem to be playing well. All their hitters, they got three hitters over 30 home runs. They just they, – but they're all a bunch of nobodies. They're not – I mean, aside from Nelson Cruz, they're just a bunch of – they're not – this group of superstars. They're just a bunch of good ball players that play really well together. So it's uh but they got that locked up. And the only wild card teams are the the Yankees, Boston, and Toronto that are all basically tied. Yep. The only reason that Boston would be out is because they have one more loss than the Yankees in Toronto. And despite having one more win, their winning percentage is one point lower. Correct. So and they got Baltimore dwelling there, forty-three games behind. They're trying to compete with uh, with Arizona for worst record ever. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Baltimore at the moment's forty-six and ninety-nine. Arizona's forty-seven and ninety-nine. And as we speak, in the top of the seventh, the Yankees yeah. are leading Baltimore two to one right now. I, I'm probably at this point. I would like to see Tampa Bay win the whole thing. I, why, I, not? I, I mean, why not? Why not? I don't want to see Tampa the Yankees. Bay Lightning have won the damn cup. The uh, <laughs> true. I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, according to, you know, many of the experts out there are going to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Why not just give Tampa the uh, World Series ring now? As, as um, I don't want to see the Yankees win. If Boston makes it, I would root for Boston. Of course. And does, does anybody really care about the White Sox? No. And I don't, I don't think I don't think anybody, as much as most people, that's, anybody that's not a Yankees fan, everybody hates the Yankees, I don't think anybody really cares to see Houston win one after the whole – Cheating nope. scandal. So, no. And, it, wants and if you go to the if you go to the National League, I, I guess if the Brewers won, I, I really wouldn't care. But I certainly don't want to see Atlanta win. I certainly don't want to see the the Giants and the Dodgers win. So, I'm just gonna you know I'm I'm hoping for a Tampa Bay world. You're right. Fuck it. It's just you know an old Tampa Tampa take yeah. everything. Fucking Tampa take everything. You know, hockey, football, and baseball. The trifecta. Yeah. Why not? It is pretty funny though when Tom, you know, Tom being in Boston that you had, you know, the Bruins winning, the Celtics, you know, win a, win a title, and the, the, the Patriots win a title. It's pretty funny. It's unreal. The uh, it's <sighs> Tom Brady just makes everyone around him win, even in, in other sports. It's disgusting. So last night, well, no, I'm sorry, two nights ago, ESPN debuted their four-part series. 30 for 30, Once Upon a Time in Queens, which covered the 86 Mets uh, World Series run. Russ, it was a heck of a, uh, a heck of a show. Basically, the Mets, you know, we all know the story. The Mets came and became the team they were because the Dodgers and the Giants both left New York for the West Coast. Right away, the and Mets the, struck it up. The uh, I guess the unofficial story is that, too, is their colors – were a combination of the the Giants and the Dodgers there. Correct. Trying to pull back up the document. The 69 Mets win the World Series and they hit a, you know, the newer team within the first seven, eight years wins the World Series. And they're good. Then they uh, go through the 70s, which wasn't so great. 
Then at 83, Frank Cashin comes in, who built the Baltimore built the Baltimore teams that were good back in the day. And he tells ownership, I need about five years to build this team out. I'm going to build it the right way, and we're going to win a World Series. Takes over the reins. They make a bunch of trades, a bunch of signings. They bring in Keith Hernandez. They bring in Gary Carter. Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. Hey, listen, Dwight Gooden is second year or, or his first and second year of his baseball career. This guy was going to be the, the next Sandy Koufax. Yeah, he, he went that, 24 and four with a 1.53 ERA. Yeah, his, stat, his, his stats are incredible. God. That's why the funny thing is you pick people like, you know, oh, what pitcher would you take in your prime? You know, you can't rule out Doc, you know, Doc couldn't. He was just unhittable. He was fucking nasty. The the seasons that early in their career that they put together, these two guys, they were But you gotta think though, they I mean, they're in their primes. You know, you had you know, you had a young David Cohn, you had Ron Darling, Dwight Doc Gooden just pitching out of their fucking minds. Yeah. So 83 comes around. Frank Cashin comes in. He makes all these trades. He's got a five-year plan, basically, to get the Mets to the World Series and win. Dwight Gooden comes in. Dow Strawberry comes in. Gary Carter, Keith Hernandez, Howard Johnson, Kevin Mitchell, Jesse Orozco, Ron Darling. I mean, listen, we all know who, who was there, but he put this team together. The, <laughs> the stories these guys tell on the 30 for 30, they were like rock stars. I mean, no well, yeah, I've heard I've heard multiple stories that they had like a, a, a basically a, a pill jar that had all kinds oh, yeah. of just, all kinds of shit in it that you know you wanted to get up, you wanted to relax, you had yep. you know poker, you know in the rooms, smoking cigars, drinking, and you know they uh, they had a lot of fun. A lot of people did not like them, and they uh, they even the, fought amongst uh, themselves. The stories that came out in this thirty for thirty. I, it shocked me when you hear Dallas Strawberry say, hey, the uh, the things that happened in the uh, ramp leading to the dugout or in the dugout during games, you got guys back there smoking cigarettes, bringing girls back there. I mean, it seemed yeah. like, a, like a, a frat house. Guy, I would have loved to have hung out with Lenny Dykstra in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Dykstra was a big part of this uh, 30 for 30. The amount of stuff that he spoke about and, and talked about. Dude, he was a monster. He was one hell of a baseball player, but he was one hell of a fucking a partier. Yeah. The uh, the 30 for 30 was great. It goes into the whole run. The, like I said, the build-up from 83 all the way through 86. If I told you that Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden were going to be phenomenal their first two, three years as a Met, win a World Series, and then the wheels were going to fall off, everybody would have thought I was crazy. Basically as crazy as me picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I just thought about it too. You know, and I said David Cohn, and I kind of thought about it. He, he wasn't on that '86 team. He came the no, year after. He came came the year after, and he was on yeah. the '88 team that lost well, to the well, Dodgers. Was, yeah, he was on in '87 and '88. He was 20 wins and 20 wins, three losses, a 2-2-2 ERA. Right after the Mets win the World Series in '86, they get rid of Kevin Mitchell who then goes on to San Diego and then San Francisco, wins NL MVP awards and becomes a huge thing. The story behind that was he was a bad influence on Doc and Daryl. And that's why, they, that's why they became the – that's why they had the off-the-field issues that they had was because of Kevin Mitchell. And he got dealt to San Diego 
to uh, clean up well, the locker room. Also, wasn't a big part of it that Kevin McReynolds was coming up and was touted as the next fucking uh, – Kevin McReynolds was supposed to be the next big giant thing. Yeah, and, and that didn't pan out either. Oh, a lot of it I, – From I remember watching a different documentary that a lot of it had to do with he didn't jive with the players that were there. And he had a totally different attitude of how to play ball and was a little more straight arrow but couldn't take the spotlight of New York and the flair and attitudes of everybody there. And uh, but he was supposed to be touted as the next, the next big thing, and that definitely never worked out. The uh, I didn't realize until I watched it that the Mets were down to their last strike against the Red Sox. And yeah, they did last strike and last strike. The down locker by, room, down, the locker down. room was set up. There was champagne ready yeah. to be popped. There, there was, was not a single. Off. People forget about whatever it was that they walked like three batters or two batters and like two hits. Before in a couple of runs, before it even ever got to fucking, uh, and then Mookie Wilson, face? Mookie Wilson fouled off. I want to say sixteen balls in that at bat before he got that hit. Yeah, dude. The people always blame Buckner for that, but they never blame the Red Sox bullpen for allowing it to even get to that point. That's that's yeah. that's the thing people don't realize. They think that was all on Buckner, and they hated him for it. But dude, they were they were down a couple of runs and gave up a bunch of. Hits and walks that led to that. So it wasn't just, uh, you know, they always use Buckner as the scapegoat, but it's the Red Sox bullpen that really fucked that up. And they always tell you, they told these are in the 30 for 30, the Red Sox always took Buckner out late in games for defensive reasons, which for that reason, or that that World Series run, they didn't. They took him out in the previous games, and then that game where Buckner had the ball go through his legs, they didn't take him out. And that was because the Red Sox manager – wanted to win with his guys on the field. And he wanted Buckner to be out there for the final out. Red Sox have a history with first basemen in World Series. <laughs> what was it? When they, when they won, they, they won that one. Doug Minkiewicz kept the fucking ball or hit it from everybody. And it was a whole big scandal. The ESPN but, uh, 30 for 30 was definitely great. It was uh, very informative. Listen, these guys missed. They were, they were Met players that were late for the World Series parade. <laughs> that I can understand. You're partying. You're partying your balls off. I mean, listen. If I if I won a if I won a World Series or whatever, I pretty much expect me to be like Alexander Ovechkin was for the Caps. Just, just keep just partying every day. Good segue you got there because we're gonna get into the NHL next. The uh, the Heritage Classic was just announced today, and that's gonna be Buffalo against Toronto in Hamilton, Ontario. Toronto. Which is roughly roughly a hundred mile midway point from uh, from Toronto and Buffalo, so their fans can both travel to the game. Buffalo is going to be the home team. Who knows if they'll have Jack Eichel or or whatever else on their their roster at that point? I mean, it could be yeah. Who at this point? Who at this point says, "Hey, Buffalo is a good draw. Let's bring them in." Right? Like, I don't know. As a as a fan of their team, and if they're saying they're going to get rid of Eichel or he's going to have surgery and be out till January. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a winter classic and you're gonna do it in Canada, why not Canadians Maple Leafs? Yeah. You know, you got a rivalry right there. You know, especially after what happened of them getting knocked out of the first round. Absolutely. I mean, shit, just you know, bu- Buffalo. Buffalo fans don't even want to see see this game. No, no. But this is the NHL, and they drag in their. Uh, 
They try and drag in fan bases from the U.S. and Canada when they do these kind of matchups like this, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, like, I agree with you. Canadians-Toronto would have been much, much better of a matchup. Opening night is less than four weeks away, Russ. We're going to get into our uh, – we're going to do an NHL preview show in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I'm excited. I don't know what to expect of this Rangers team. We'll get more into it down the line as we go. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if they make that. I, big I, trade I, or, I, or what. I fully expect playoffs. Okay. I'm not saying we're a contender. I'm just saying I think this year, I think you really got to you really got to at least sniff the playoffs. You know. Will you accept sniffing the playoffs and not making it on like a game or two before the season ends type of scenario? No, because that's even worse. Okay. That's even. Worse. I won't accept it either. Um, listen, I, I would understand it, but I think I think last year was the growing year. I think this is the year to really uh, step forward here. Listen, I'm not. I'm, I've said it already on the show. I'm not happy with the whole Drury thing. I think he's gonna. He's not gonna pan out. No, but I like you know, I like the Gurdjieff. Well, like I said, I like the Gurdjieff signing, not the contract. Um, but I like uh, Gallant. Uh, everything I've heard about him, he's a player's coach. It's obviously weird that you know. Getting fired, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, is I don't expect the Stanley Cup. Well, I would like one, of course. Um, but I what expect to be close, close, closer in the playoffs this year. So, all right. In the coming weeks, we'll uh, we'll get into uh, our NHL picks and all that fun stuff. Just get into stocks real quick. Stocks. A couple of things. A couple of things I want to discuss. There was a big Apple lawsuit against Epic Games that was uh, a verdict came down. Apple now has to let their the companies that develop apps and put apps out on the App Store. There has to be a way for those companies to accept third-party payments. Everything is not going to go through Apple anymore as the exclusive monopoly, so to speak, with processing payments on the uh, on the platforms. So that was a uh, a negative for Apple. Did affect the stock a little bit. Stock was uh, you know roughly around 155 a share or so before this news came out. Stock now is roughly trading around 147 a share. So, you know, a sell-off, so to speak. Wasn't too happy about that as being an Apple uh, stock owner. But that's what happens when uh, the news comes out. They sell the news. And this news wasn't all great for Apple. Uh, Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Spider-Man's back with us. <laughs> it's me, Noah. Apple did release some I new... I uh, something. I'm going to play you then. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jet. Hi, Jet. This is this is a Superman Jet. Wow, that's cool. Look at that. They can't find. I'm show you. Yeah, show. We're gonna do Noah's toy review next episode. <laughs> hey, what do you got? No, what do you got there? He transforms. Yeah. All right. Can I sit back down, Bob? Noah? Hey, Bob. No? His arm comes off? His, his, his key come off. Oh. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Can I sit down? His key come off. I'll fix it if you sit, if you get out of my chair. No? All right, come on. All right, so back to Apple. Apple released some new, new products, new iPhone 13s are coming out. The, it's a waste. Uh, you know, I'm not an Apple watch. Guy, they didn't do shit to the phone, dude. So they got a slightly better camera. 
maybe slightly better about it. Didn't do, even a Verizon rep, my, my boss was on the phone with the other day, but you didn't say it's, you got the 12, you don't need the 13. No, I have the 12. I have the 12 here. It, uh, it yeah. works. It's good. Listen, at this point, it's all they're doing is the new phone, they give like a slight upkeep to the camera. Even half the, even half my freaking Samsung Galaxies, they do the same thing. Yeah, they make a slight change to a phone. They make a slight change to a watch. They make a slight change to the AirPods. And, you know, holiday season's right around the corner. And right then and there, they, uh, yeah. they have new products for the uh, holiday season. I'll give me a cookie. Relax. <laughs> he wants to sit up. He wants to be part of the show now. All right, we'll do we'll do Noah's toy review next week. Let's uh let's sign him up for a uh, non-disclosure, and we're good to go. <laughs> so Apple released their new stuff. Look for that coming out soon. In the uh, LTNC OTC world, which just seems to constantly poke its head in our uh, our show, LTNC shuffled their executives around they brought in a gentleman named jason tucker who is now going to be the president uh joe pavlik who was the ceo of ltnc now is just going to be the chief science officer so there was a little bit of a, a reshuffle there news came out today that former ceo ryan shadel bought a pink shell company and that 8k from the sec came down where he bought a a shell that was roughly i want to say 20 cents a share when he bought it and now after the news hit the stock shot up to around 73 cents a share and right away the rumors and news started flying that oh he's gonna take ltnc pink whatever he's doing with his labor company might getting spun into this. I mean, you name it, the, the rumor mill started churning this afternoon with, with what's going on. I haven't seen him come out with a comment yet, so I can't say what his plans are, but the rumors are out there. Just search the ticker on Twitter. I don't know what he's doing or not doing. I don't know if LTNC is involved or not. The rumor mills are definitely churning though with, well, uh, with him. I gotta say this. My son wanted a cookie. So I had a cookie. Yeah. And Chips Ahoy, the soft baked ones, used to be my favorite. Are not no. These be this explains the Rams pick then because what I just ate <laughs> has the taste. It's not. It does not taste anything like a regular Chips Ahoy. Obviously, it's supposed to be chewy and hard, but I don't know if you like. If you used to like those, nah, yeah, this explains a lot. I liked the soft, chewy Chips Ahoy over the regular hard Chips Ahoy no, back in the day. There's a totally different taste. Totally now, different. Now my cookie, my go-to cookie, which this goes right into the pumpkin spice type thing because it only oh, yeah. comes around around pumpkin spice time. Oh, the uh, Malamars. <laughs> oh no, I'm, just, I'm a straight out Oreo. And despite my love for food, I do not want double stuff, mega stuffed. I want a regular fucking Oreo. The uh, too much cream in the big ones. Just give me a regular fucking Oreo. Not, again, not a fan of all the extra cream, Russ. <laughs> no, I'm not. And let's be honest here. I open up a fucking sleeve of Oreos. It's it's that's a that's a it's, that's a rust serving. <laughs> so. All right, and then finally, uh, we got a big interview coming up. I'm uh, I'm very excited to announce, and I announced this on Twitter a few nights ago. October 9th, we are going to do our first ever Saturday night podcast. 
I got to tell you, there will be plenty of drinking involved. Maybe even we can get some, some shots going. Maybe we'll play a game where if we mention a certain word or a certain stock ticker, we'll, uh, we'll get some shots going. But I'm very excited to announce that keeping with the LTNC theme, Sharmilla, Sharmilla is going to come on the show. Sharmilla Visawam is coming on the show October 9th, 7 p.m. Saturday. She is uh, coming on, open chat. Any questions you want, I know she's going to bring eyes. Uh, somebody I've wanted to talk to for a while. Listen, this is a stock and a topic we've covered since the show started in April. And she's a person involved. She brought the Manny. I want to hear the story about how that unfolded. I mean, anytime you can land a goat like that for any kind of company, definitely got to pat yourself on the back, toot your horn, and, and I want to hear the story. Listen, some people don't like her. Some people love her. Some people hate her. I want to interview her, ask her great questions. I want to get a lot of stuff out. Listen, she's a thriving real estate agent. She is newly to the trading community for just over a year, year and a half now. It all started back in COVID. She did. Uh, she was featured in an article in the Wall Street Journal. She was on Fox Business. There's a great story behind her, whether you like her or don't. I think that she's going to bring many eyes to the show, a lot of interactions with people. It's going to be great. Uh, I Listen, I know the trolls are going to come out. Some trolls have already come out and, and questioned why she's coming on. I... I don't get it. It's uh, it's definitely someone to talk to and speak to and hear things from on a variety of topics. And that's what we're all about here, covering a lot of topics. I'm excited. October 9th, 7 p.m. She's going to come on, answer some questions, have a conversation, definitely get some drinking with us. I hope she's going to drink. I know I'll be drinking. Russ, you'll be drinking, I'm sure. Saturday night, first ever, October 9th. Anything to add to that? I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> It's definitely going to be. Uh, Listen, I, I don't. I don't have much to add to it, but uh, I'll, I'll try to think of a couple of good questions. Listen, I. Uh, I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, bad news and bad sentiment around the stock or her, and and it is what it is. They could be pink by then. You don't know. They. I, I hope they are. So it gives us a great topic to talk about. If they're not pink at that same in the same context of things, it's going to be a lot to talk about. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be uh, – I'm saying it now. It's going to be one of our, if not our, biggest viewing audiences live, most interactive chats that we've had on our show. And when it's all said and done, between YouTube, Twitch, and Spotify viewer counts and listens, it's going to be our biggest show to date. I'm putting that out there now. She's going to bring the eyes. She's going to bring the uh, the interactions I'm very excited. I can't wait to have her on. First the Rams pick, and now this. You're going pretty gold tonight. I didn't know you better. You get some uh, whatever you're smoking. I'll take some. <laughs> well, you know, Sandro Pianconi did send us uh, some hemp samples. I told you I didn't partake in it. So uh, that's not where I am tonight. My head's in a different uh, different space. <laughs> All right. So we went an hour and a half. That was great. Anything you want to add as we uh, we get out of here? We don't have any videos tonight, but uh, if you look at our our guest from our last episode, Ryan Pulowski just put out a new one, shooting a hockey puck into a mini net that's attached to a ladder, and then a basketball I, hoop behind it. I didn't see that. I saw the I saw the one where he banked the uh, the ball off the frisbee that he threw and into the net. Yep. No, no, he just posted a new one, I want to say, about an hour and a half ago, right before we went on. 
and he's shooting a hockey puck into a mini net, and it goes up each rung of the ladder. Finally, the top shot goes into the into the mini net into a basketball hoop. Oh, did you see? I watched the other one where he was uh, where he was on the dock and had hit for the cycle. I didn't see that. He, one. he he bounced. He he hit a ball. Had the net on the other end of the dock. Has a bat. Takes a swing. The ball bounces once into the net. Next swing, the ball bounces twice into the net. Next swing, the ball bounces three times into the net. And then he fucking nails it on the fly. And I would say, I would say the net's a good, I'd say the net's a good 50, 60 feet away at least, minimum. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely back there. Yeah. Maybe we'll load that up for next time. We'll add that on there. Yeah. We'll load that up for next time. Keep showing, uh, Keep showing his videos on there. Show his video of the week. They're impressive. They are uh, definitely impressive. But yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll get his videos going every week. We'll be back next week with another show, episode twenty-one. We'll recap our uh, NFL picks. We will uh, this Sunday on Twitter. We will put out our three picks for the week. Uh, just starting up now. You have the Giants and the Redskins. I'm sorry. Whoa! Look at that Freudian slip there. The Giants and the Washington Football Team for Thursday Night Football is just about starting. They're going to come out with their new name uh, before the season's over. It should over. just be Washington Team Football, that their initials will be what the fuck. <laughs> I can't take credit for that, though. It's definitely been mentioned before. <laughs> All right, that's going to put a bow on episode number 20. 21 will be back next week. And then after that, we will be getting into our NHL preview and we will have the nfl and the nhl to talk about along with the nba for the next couple of weeks as well russ thank you for this one this was a great one anything you want to add no i'm good i definitely got to find a new chair because last half now my back's been on fire gotta get one of these it's got a rocking mechanism to it and it jerk you off too no it doesn't do that sorry all right no all right all right, from Have New York, night, this is episode 20, signing off. This See you next week. <laughs>